From Variety, celebrating 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. I called my manager and he was like, I promise you, they won't kidnap you. They won't sell your organs and they won't kill you. I will be around, so don't worry. And I was like, but nobody's telling me any names. Uh, I have big, 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 big NDA. Where I'm going, what I'm doing, what's the project, who is the person? When Maria Bakalova first auditioned for a mysterious role on a film that would become Borat's subsequent movie film, she was understandably a bit suspicious. I'm Janelle Riley. On this bonus edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Bakalova and learn more about the actor's history and how she landed the role as the daughter of Sasha Baron Cohen's infamous Borat. It's Variety's Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Since Borat's subsequent movie film, the sequel to Sasha Baron Cohen's 2006 smash hit, dropped in October, fans have been taken by the actor portraying Borat's 15-year-old daughter, Tutar. Talk of a Best Supporting Actress nomination started immediately, and Maria Bakalova watched her IMDb star meter rocket to the top. While the film is outrageously funny, largely due to the setups in which unsuspecting bystanders witness the raucous behavior of the pair, Bakalova never plays it for the laughs or winks at the camera. She delivers a completely committed and three-dimensional performance. Never been in front of the camera. I've always been behind of the camera, but today something uh, with I this... I think you're going to look pretty good. <laughs> we'll see. You're going to look pretty but good. But it's because of you. Well, thank you. I really feel like Melania right now. Well, you're doing very well. Bakalova's story has mostly remained a mystery since the film premiered, but it's recently started to emerge. This Tuesday, it was announced she had signed with the American agency CAA. On Wednesday, there was a profile in the New York Times. And now, in a special bonus edition of the Awards Circuit podcast, I had a chance to speak with the up-and-coming actor. I started by asking Maria to tell me everything about her. Who is she? Where did she come from? What's her sign? Who am I? My name is Maria Volcheva Bakalova. Volcheva uh, is my middle name, uh, my father's name which actually in Bulgarian means wolf, which is weird. But yeah, I mean, it's a weird name, but maybe somehow helped me being strong when I've been a young girl, something like that. Uh, I'm 24. Uh, I'm coming from a small, beautiful city around the seaside called Burgas um, from Bulgaria. Bulgaria is in Southeastern Europe. And since the age of six, Seven, I start having lessons for music, for singing and flute. And I kept the flute for like 12 years. Uh, but in the, mil- in the meantime, um, I fall in love with uh, the theater, with acting, uh, with the idea of escaping somehow the reality. And that was my like professional path. So I've been born in June 90, uh, in 4th of June, 1996. So I'm Gemini. I, I tried to uh, find out my natal, natal, natal card. I'm not oh, sure. Oh yeah. So I know even my rising star and my moon and my rising star is in Leo and my moon is in Capricorn. I think all of them are super weird as a combination, but I kind of like it. I just want to know what this la- these last few weeks have been like because you've just exploded. Everyone's talking about you. Everyone's a fan. Um, people are very uh, 
they seem very protective of you. They want to make sure <laughs> that you're okay. You know? The last few weeks has been like the best time in my life because we released the project that we've been working so hard in the last two years. Everybody, absolutely everybody from PAs that has been with us only for a week to, to uh, Monica Levinson as, my, as our producer and Sasha as a creator. I mean, from, from all of the sides of the crew, this team has been working extremely hard um, and they actually made it happen. So it's, it's not, it's something mute. It's something for more than one or two or three or four people. It's like a big, big, big family organism. Uh, and I've been super happy. I was a little bit scared because the first movie is incredible and it's like completely new wave. Uh, and a lot of times when you do a sequel, people already have super high expectations. But the thing is that my opinion about our movie is that this is a different story because I think we find out that it's, I don't think it's the right thing to try to copy the first one but to use uh, some of the things and create another story connected to this one, which is this, for me, super cute, sweet, beautiful uh, father-daughter family story um, is important. And a lot of the messages in the movie are really relevant in 2020, just in 21st century. For me, I am a feminist uh, in the meaning of equality, really. Um, and for me, this message is probably one of the most important things. Uh, but also there are some, so many more that nothing, again, equality. Uh, also, there is a timeless story that we should always relate to each other, especially our family. Um, because at the end of the day, you're going home and you are surrounded by your, by your family, by your parents or your kids or your pets. Um, Human be people, human beings are um, emotional animals somehow. Uh, we need to hug, we need to touch somebody, we need to kiss somebody, not during the pandemic because it's, it's not responsible. <laughs> but we, we have to help each other and maybe it sounds super idealistic, optimistic, um, but I believe that if we treat each other uh, better, we will live better, the world will be better. And it's gonna be just beautiful. So that's why it was super exciting for me to see how people will react about our movie. And when I saw that so many people, so many girls, so many women are act actually touched by the movie and by the message, um, I've been crying, I've been smiling, I've been shaking, I've been jumping, I've been laughing, I've been crying again and repeating this whole process over and over and over again. Maria had just graduated from university when she heard about a targeted casting call from casting director Nancy Bishop, but she was a little concerned about all the secrecy. And I was like, sounds sketchy. Uh, but it does, it sounds like a scam. <laughs> But the next, uh, I called my manager and he was like, I promise you, they won't kidnap you. They won't sell your organs and they won't kill you. I will be around. So don't worry. And I was like, 
but nobody is telling me any names. Uh, I have big, 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 big NDA. Where I'm going, what I'm doing, what's the project, who is the person? He was like, don't worry, it's just super confidential because it's super important project to stay confidential. And actually I kept it confidential even in front of my mom and my dad, which wasn't really nice of me, but they saw that uh, Sasha and the team has been treating me extremely careful in the last two years. So my mom is FaceTiming me maybe 10 times a day, but she knows that I'm going to be good. But she had no idea in my dad, what is the movie about? What is called? They saw it after the trailer was released, actually. Maria talked about a series of auditions and how unusual they were. And he told me that, try your best to be stinky, dirty, and disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I was, I will go for it. I mean, I'm yeah. a, kind of a, maybe everybody's saying that, but I'm kind of a method acting and I love to at least to imagine that I'm living this life. So, but I was, but I couldn't because I was shooting another movie and how I should not like take shower for 10 days or brush my teeth. Uh, so I create a secret weapon with uh, onions, uh, old eggs, valeriana pills, uh, vinegar, and old oh. olive oil. And oh my God. Mix them together. And it was probably one of the most disgusting smells that you can ever imagine <laughs> existed. And I broke this, this like small bottle from pills uh, in my suitcase in the plane. And when I get to the, to the test room, uh, that was like, you're not stinky or something like that. Yes, because wait for it. And I, <laughs> and I get this, this little disgusting thing and I put it on my suitcase. <gasps> oh my oh. goodness, I will never forget the smell. Uh, <laughs> and I think it has PTSD of my smell. <laughs> no, um, it was, was this this year because i'm because I, I know you guys shot mostly this year or was this you know uh last year we shot mostly this year uh the thing is that uh, as example i'm gonna uh, mention something really quick when there is a comedy people usually thinks oh so you've been having fun so much when is a comedy actually you have to be super disciplined because it's all about timing so this year everything was completely prepared scheduled uh from next from last year but we actually started last year august uh august 15 16 something like that and that was before august maybe june or july in england um wow it's been a long process and that's why it's so sentimental for me because uh, all of these people became my family. We've been traveling together, living together, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. And it, it, yeah, it was, it was amazing. This may be a silly question, but you mentioned you hadn't seen the first Borat film when you went in for the audition. I'm assuming you have now. When, yeah. when did you finally watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it actually, um, the first day when I came to America, because I still wasn't sure, is it gonna be me or no? Uh, it was like, is it possible to be that big? Again, I, I'm repeating myself, but I, I have to say that things like that are really not usual. They're not happening to, for, to Eastern Europeans, Southeastern Europeans especially. So that's why I think what Nancy Bishop did is 
incredible, like opening this platform for, she cares about European actors. She giving them a chance. And I, I think she even deserve an award for this. I don't know how it's it. Uh, <laughs> when we're mentioning about awards, I think she's the person who actually, mostly because giving a chance and believing in people. So um, this is the casting I, director, Nancy Bishop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I came here and that was the first thing when I, what I did. Uh, I watched it and I was like, Jesus Christ, like hiding my face uh, uh, because I, I knew Sasha now. I knew that he's been doing some incredible things, but somehow I wasn't that scared of how big he is. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he is a masterpiece. And maybe in the beginning that helped me to be more, more like friendly oriented to him. And not so because if I knew what things he's been doing, he would be. I would be probably like so respected to not be able to say even hi. And when I watched it, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so crazy! It's something extremely new. Uh, 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 how to say it? It's like a new era of the cinema. It's it's mixed between documentary and, and real movie, mockumentary. Um, and it's so brave, it's so funny, it's so sharp, it's so raw, it's so not, like, not uh, powdered at all, or how to say mm -hmm. I, Yeah, I've been laughing a lot. Uh, it, it, yeah, but I you know who it. he was, even though you I, hadn't seen Borat, you knew I who he was. Because okay. when the auditions actually started, he was, at, uh, he was playing uh, in The Spy, and the spy was just the spy was just released on Netflix, uh, and I was like, "He's genius! He's a genius! He's incredible!" Uh, and I couldn't stop watching it because he's doing something unbelievable there. Uh, That's amazing, though. So you knew him as a dramatic actor, yeah, before you knew him as a comedic actor. Wow! Oh my gosh. Of course, I heard I, I heard about Borat. I heard about uh, Bruno. I heard about the dictator. I heard about the brothers Jim uh, brothers uh, Grimsby and Ali G. Of course, before I start working. But my first like thing because most of the, the things has been especially Ali G. Uh, Bruno Borat has been when I've been ten eight years old. So it wasn't exactly my time. My time with him from the beginning was the spy and I was like he's amazing but my education is this, a dramatic actor this is actually my first comedian part so easy uh, I was scared because I had no idea that I can be funny actually uh, so well and you touched on something earlier that I think a lot of people have commented which is that the movie is very funny it's very outrageous but there is at the core this sweet father-daughter relationship that makes the movie really special. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, you must have had an enormous amount of trust in Sasha uh, to be able to go to these places and you know to, to feel safe in a lot of these situations. I don't know if that happened instantly or it, it developed as you worked together. Um, I don't know uh, if Sasha remembered that. Oh, I started crying. Um, but the first, first audition actually, when I went to England, um, between the takes because we I believe that we had 
two couples that we were testing with and we had to wait outside pretending that we're leaving. And we had a quick walk together and he looked at me and he said something, I, I don't think it was the same word, but he was like, you're an idiot. And I was like, thank you. And I, I was really touched and he was like, well, yeah, this is a compliment because being a clown, being an idiot or something means that you're able to, to have a self ironic or something. And I was like, that's my uh, few, full view of acting of things, of people as a, as a mindset. And I, from the very beginning, I was like, I just want this. To, I'm happy that I know this person. Even if we're not working in this project together, maybe someday I, I will meet him. Uh, my dreams are big. My ambitions are also big. Uh, but I think what it's meant to be is gonna be. And I was touched by him from the first time. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly can say that I swear in my parents that I love him as my other parent. Um, it's something I, I, I trust him. He believed in me and we created this project that is like our baby, but not, not in a weird way, not like a father. <laughs> Um, you know, they, <laughs> he recently released a clip where it, he shows how, how scary it could be. It's where he's um, performing at the concert and then he gets in the ambulance and he's like, and, and you know, he's scared because he drops the accent and uses his real accent. Um, and I'm curious if, if you ever were scared or like a little concerned or, you know, I was reading the New York Times article earlier where you said, you, you weren't so much worried in the Rudy Giuliani scene because you knew that Sasha would be there, you know, yeah. and he would come in at the right time. But were there ever times that you were a little concerned? <clears throat> I wasn't scared because uh, from the first week when I, when I came here, um, mostly Sasha and everybody involved were secured me that everything is gonna be fine. Don't worry, as a safety reasons, We've been checked everything and it's not something illegal. It's something legal. Everything is legal. So you're not breaking the rules. Don't worry. You will be safe. We'll be around. Sasha is experienced in, in this and he is. I mean, he's a master masterpiece as himself uh, in everything. Uh, so maybe I, I, I was more like nervous how the scene is going to go uh, rather than like scared for my life. Uh, because most of my my people that I've been interviewing has been usually women. Uh, yeah. And women are not so like violent or how to say it. Women has been subjugated such so many years. So there is something like uh, archetypical fear of being rude and being um, harassing people. So... I can't say that I've been scared. Maybe this moment when, when Rudy Giuliani called the police and we actually run away was the moment when I was quite, are we going to jail? But at least if we were going somewhere, we would be together again. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather be in jail than in that hotel room with Rudy Giuliani, frankly. So. <laughs> Something uh, you said in the, in the New York Times interview that I love, because pe people have said like, um, they wondered if you ever felt bad for the people you were fooling. And you said something I thought was so wonderful, which was that 
you know, people basically show them true, their true selves, you know, right. and like the babysitter is an angel, you know, and you, you, you guys aren't, you're putting them in these situations, but they're showing who they are. And exactly. so you get the opportunity to see somebody wonderful like that. Exactly. I think, uh, because it's not only that scene, it's not only this scene, it's like the whole movie are showing different variety of people with different views. For me, the most important thing is that we should give each other a chance because even if you believe in something that it's not my view of something else, you can still be a good person. Uh, as his quarantine people, they are good people. They care about him. They're so nice. They're so nice. <laughs> uh, Janice and Judith are people that you don't even word, need to, words to say something good about them because they're just, the moment when they're on the screen, the screen starts shining because they're they have beautiful souls they, they're, they're nice they're they're amazing um and yeah i think movies like this this movie is important because people can see it from behind can see how people are acting how they're reacting to things like subjugating people uh humiliating people like mocking people or joking with people or uh being racist homophobic or uh, or how to say it, against social against uh against feminism and that's not okay and when you see it from behind it's scary and i think people should think every time when they're doing something how this is going to actually look like and how this is going to affect people mm -hmm. uh and if we treat each other better the world will be better really so that's that's why maybe even as a social experiment this movie is important because it's really shows people's true color. So that's why everybody is responsible for their actions. I mean, mm -hmm. we've been looking the same way with every people, we've been acting the same way with every, everybody. So you just decide how to react. It's not a script, the script, and it's not exactly the script. The script is for us, for me and Sasha as a storyline, but how you're gonna accept the scene is, depends on you. Absolutely. And it's, you get, you may give them the platform, but you're not putting words in their mouth there. You know, yeah. you're not telling them what to do or what to say. And I was actually really, it was actually really kind of sweet to see some of the situations where I thought people would be rude or abrasive. And they were actually very understanding the sort of the debutante ball. Like yeah. nobody was yelling at you guys or, or being outraged. Like everyone was actually pretty nice. They were actually, <clears throat> yeah, they were nice and they were, uh, you, you see at the at the beginning they're actually super supportive even if you're hearing yes. this crazy music when it's like da, 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 and it's something <laughs> not typical like music in the united states it's something yeah. like eastern european q check uh to say and but i think there is also still a message that of course it's over overacting or like exaggerating, I'm not sure how to say it, like hyperbolizing, mm. I'm not quite sure. Exaggerating? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, like over the top uh, yeah. with, with the period dance and uh, with the too much blood. Uh, I remember the whole floor was full of blood when we leave, like some- Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, it is too much but still it's showing that people are actually 
expecting women should that had to act in a certain way uh, to please men or to please the society. And most of the, a lot of times men are actually keep subjugating women and keep making them look like something else, act like something else and be ashamed of themselves, which is wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. it's wrong. This, this is my body. This is my system and I should not be ashamed of it. And I, uh, during Halloween, uh, on my Instagram, I tried to repost most of the things that I saw, but there were so many girls actually posting pictures uh, like period, like period dance. And it's funny, but at the same time, having a period or having like a small dot of period on your pants or on your dress sometimes can ruin your day and can make you feel Mm -hmm. like you're 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 super ashamed of yourself but you should not because you don't know how your body will react and what is happening with your I mean uh and it's not something that you should be ashamed of even if someday you can you you might look a little bit funny but it's not Mm -hmm. something like a stigma it should not be a stigma never no normalize it (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah uh especially during the dance before this uh people were supporting supportive and i remember uh because i watched the movie maybe 50 60 times at the end there is a girl who is like watching it and at the end she's like (laughs) she still claps um of course yeah which is, no, which, most people are supportive. Yeah, they're rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's up next for you? You're in LA. Um, is that, I don't, again, whatever you can reveal. Um, I know it was just announced yesterday. You signed with CAA. I, I'm hoping you're reading scripts. I'm hoping we can see you in lots of things soon. What do you have planned? I'm reading scripts. I'm super happy with CAA. Uh, it's maybe day three with the, uh, with the official contract between us. And they already has been working so hard uh, and setting different meetings. Uh, I'm dying for work. I'm a workaholic. If I don't have work, I, I get depressed. I start crying. I become angry. I become depressed and I can't stop eating. So I'm getting really, really big, depressed young girl. So I love to work. Um, I don't like to sleep forget about today uh most of the times i'm okay only with three four hours uh so i hope to work more i'm gonna work on my english and on my accent uh to just to be able because now when somehow the doors are open for europeans again because of sasha because of nancy and because of this project uh i'm gonna do my best to to not disappoint them and to keep keep this going and making things that are going to worth something again. Uh, I'm staying in LA. Uh, maybe I might go for Christmas to my, to my home to see my parents. And definitely next year I'm moving here permanently. I love it. Now the scripts that you're looking at are, are they sending, I'm, I'm imagining that they're probably sending you a lot of comedy, but you said this was your first comedy. Are you open to doing all kinds of genres? Oh, absolutely. So I'm strongly, strongly, strongly in love with Scandinavian cinema. That's my beginning with really? cinema. And actually, especially Danish cinema. 
with Zentropa and Dogma 95, Thomas Wittenberg, uh, Lars von Trier, the creators of this movement, and people also like Susanne Beer, Felix van Groningen. I'm, that's actually my, it, I don't want to say it past, but that's my beginning. So dramatic things will be always part of my heart. And I'm absolutely open, but now I'm interested in comedies too, which, which makes it even like more possible to have things. So I'm open for everything, even if it's a great show. Uh, what's better than that to have the ability to like develop a character for more than like an hour? Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, it, I think somebody said something before one of the first uh, creators, one of the first people in the cinema uh, to have a good movie. First of all, you need three things, good script, good script and good script. So- Thank you, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm open to do anything. I'm dying to work with Sasha again, as soon as possible. I just want to keep this forever. When we yeah. were thinking, he was like, are you excited? We are releasing the movie, we finished the movie. And I was like, no, I'm not at all. Uh, and he was like, what, why? And I was like, because I don't want to finish it. I want to keep just living this. Yep. And I, so yeah, I'm, I want to work with Sasha again and again and again and again. And so do other, a lot of good people. <laughs> well, again, congratulations on a fantastic year. Just just really the performance of the year, the breakout of the year. And uh, I look forward to seeing lots more of you. Thank you so much. Borat's subsequent movie film is currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And that's it for this bonus edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Michael Schneider is the producer and edited this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Clayton Davis, Jazz Tankay, and Michael Schneider, I'm Janelle Riley. We'll see you on the circuit.